We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With the Weave, Kai McEwen here with Matt Cox and soon Jim Root will be coming as well. He's got another show he's doing. We're popular during this time. Well, you guys just saw a bunch of uh, former D1 players and other uh, exciting folks on the stream. Now you get a bunch of nerds talking to you about the bracket, our initial reactions about each of the regions, the Southeast, the Midwest, and the West. We're going to give you some picks. We'll do our full best bet show and get into the nitty-gritty betting stuff tomorrow. Or excuse me, we'll pre-record tomorrow, which will be released throughout the week. Uh, But for now, we're going to give initial gut reactions to the regions, upset favorites, General preview, players to watch, that sort of stuff. Matthew, how you doing? It's weird without Jim right now, but don't worry. He'll be back soon. No, I think it's addition by subtraction. Ewing theory, vintage example. Um, Kai, my FAU owls. What did Dusty May and the Boca Raton natives do to deserve that? Just sheer yeah. disrespect. The disrespect. But Very real talk, you're the racketologist. Yeah, get a little bit of a little slappity dap there. I didn't, didn't, didn't appreciate that. I had the owls. That's true. On the eight on the eight line, um, you could yeah. argue Memphis is the best eight seed and deserves a higher seed as well. And FAU top thirty Kempom team top thirty in basically every gambler's power ratings. Uh, yeah, being on the nine line is a bit of a an under seed, and it sucks. And it sucks they have to go through Memphis, and we'll see. I wouldn't count that as an easy win for Memphis by any means. It's going to be a short spread. I'm sure the spread's already out there somewhere. Haven't looked yet, guys. Don't don't. It's, it's don't a look loss at it actually for Memphis. You think it's, it's going to be a loss for Memphis? Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not going to start in the east there, Matthew. We're going to start in the south. Uh, general preview, this is Alabama's region. They're the top overall seed. Arizona is in here, and Baylor is the three seed. So Baylor was a two seed for a lot of bracketologists up until the last couple days. That's a hell of a two-three combo right there. Hey guys, along just a reminder: Alabama. our sponsor for today's but episode is arguably run the weakest four seed in Virginia. The field uh, I, I know some people were surprised to see this them year, they are at a higher seed than say a Duke or Miami in their ACC conference. But how good uh, I would call is. them the weakest four seed. We'll talk about maybe some upset specials there. My Missouri Tigers, Jim's Missouri Tigers, are in this region as a seven, as they should be. They're a dog against the ten seed Utah State Aggies. Go check them out. That's a funky one. As is West Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia, the ninth seed. Again, a team I thought was a little bit underseeded uh, is the favored, excuse me, the favorite over Maryland, who is the, uh, the eighth seed in this region. What are your thoughts, Matt? Just looking at the bracket as a whole really quick, who do you think you're going to pick out of this region? Is it Bama? Do you have to go Bama? What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's Bama for me. Yeah. I, um, 
I was trying to rank the difficulty of the regions. People always seem to have to, you have to have your hard line take on what's the easiest, softest cupcake region versus what's the hardest, um, most unfair region. I think this is the second easiest mm-hmm. for me. Um, I think Vama actually rolls not easily, but I think they're the least tested of my final four picks, which we'll get to in a second. But um, sorry, I was laughing at someone in the chat saying, uh, who, who let the high schoolers run the show? It's, it's good. Stuff. I appreciate the. Uh, You'd be surprised the, uh, to know we are in our 30s. I know we don't look it. Yeah. We are getting crazy. And Kai, and Kai had a couple of D3 offers, by the way. I know you say we're, we're not D1 <laughs> players, but but you were you yeah. were a fringe. You, you yeah, could have gotten it, I think. Um, you oh, always had sure. the upside. Kai, the, here's my. <laughs> that I think Arizona, really high upside on the bottom part of that bracket, right? Um, but defensively, I don't really trust either. Especially, I don't trust Baylor. In Arizona, I mean, you got Kirk Chrisa playing with like one arm, and you have Omar Bala who's playing through a broken hand. So I think that was going to be maybe my, if not Alabama, then who pick? But I, I worry if they're a little bit too brittle. Um, and we saw what happened last year where their bigs weren't that great. Um, I think that's where they were banged up against TCU, and TCU gave them all they could handle. So that's my concern there with the uh, the Cats. Yeah, man, I, I might take Baylor, to be honest. Um, I'm still a pretty big fan of this team. Offensively, they're fantastic. We know this. We're worried about defense for sure, and, and I'm probably going to – be a hypocrite a little bit later on when I say defense really matters in this tournament because I think it does. You have to be able to play on both ends of the floor, and I'm not sure Baylor convinced us that they have the ability to do that. Um, but they have athleticism. They have a fantastic coach. Perhaps JTT gets even more right in this tournament. Tough matchup round one with UC Santa Barbara. That's no gimme. Um, they have a lot of yeah. talent on that roster. They have power five caliber players and certainly athleticism as well. Uh, upset favorites here. Furman is the obvious one that sticks out to me. In my opinion, it's a perfect matchup for the Paladins because they can shoot, 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 shoot over the pack line. Matthew, I know you probably agree with me. Are you a Dens guy? Are you rolling with the Dens yeah. here? Yeah. yeah, well, of course, we have to put a Tennessee on upset alert as well because they should be on upset alert every uh, time Rick Barnes steps into the tournament as a uh, as a favorite here. Ten against Louisiana. I mean, they got Jordan Brown as a five-star recruit, former Arizona guy. They got real size they can defend. I would put them on upset alert as well, but things I'll actually pick. I will actually pick Furman. Um, I think Tennessee wins a close one, but I, I, you know, I think they, we saw how they can be, um, they can look mortal. I mean, even against Mizzou, right? Who's, you know, softer, not smaller, faster, more perimeter oriented. Um, you know, they didn't really exert their physical dominance in that one. So that's, I mean, that's concerning. I just, their offense Mm -hmm. really bugs me, uh, as it does, uh, every, seems like an annual tradition for uh, Rick Barnes and Tennessee in the, uh, the dance. See, I like Louisiana. I think this is a terrible matchup for them, though. Like, you could not have picked a worse four seed for them to play. Strength on strength. Yeah, yeah strength on strength. It's, yeah. It's, they, they bully people, too. They get to the rim, and, and they they rebound offensively. And Tennessee, that's really hard to do against them. They, they kind of shut down the middle. They are a bunch of men playing boys. Um, no Ziegler, of course. Yeah, their offense won't be that great. Louisiana's defense isn't, like, that stout. Um, I, I kind of worry about Louisiana in that matchup. But Rick Barnes' history in the tournament, if you're into that sort of thing, yeah, it hasn't been good. Uh, one we haven't even talked about, the the obvious one, I think, for a lot of people. By the way, I think 12s and 13s, I'm kind of making a little wager here. I think they win more games in 4s and 5s this year in the tournament. I think they are that strong this season. And Charleston's going to be a very popular pick. They were the committee's top 12 seed. I love San Diego State. I have a future on San Diego State. But boy, is Charleston a good team. And I know San Diego State has a better offense this season than years past. But this Charleston team's offense can get explosive. Um, they can really run. It's going to be an interesting little pace battle between the two. And I, I kind of worry about San Diego State here. 
Uh, I would too. We've talked about how they, you know, they can go through scoring. Well, sorry, I jumped to the East region to talk about Louisiana. I uh, didn't mean to put Tennessee so quickly in my crosshairs, but yeah, yeah sorry, staying in the South. Yeah. Let's, that's my fault. Let's stay on track, <laughs> Matthew. Catch you um, but to uh, put a, a hammer in your point of the 12s, 13s being really good this year, I saw um, Will Warren, who does the very nice bracketology uh, resume site. He broke down the average, and now this was before the field was released, but basically looking at the bracket matrix 12s and 13s, their average Kempom adjusted efficiency margin. Yeah, strong. Um, just to get real nerdy for everyone out there. Yeah, strong as it's been in like 10 years. So it's a really good crop. And I also think the opponent on the other side, the fours and fives, are less, uh, not as uh, more vulnerable. We'll just say that way than in years past two. So I think we'll see a lot of upsets from a seeding perspective. But again, we say that in quotations because um, a lot of these spreads are short. And I think it's just negative of how close, uh, how closely matched a lot of these teams are. Yeah, you're going to see a ton of short spreads. I mean, Furman's like five at all my books in Illinois. Five. Yep. <laughs> five against Virginia. Yep. 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 Uh, if it was a regular season game, I'd probably say that's way too short. But the tournament has that that uh, that weird thing about it that it, it just it just plays to a different number, I feel like. Uh, Santa Barbara, like I mentioned, I, I do think they can beat Baylor. And Baylor's not, or rather, there is precedence for Baylor going down in the first round with Scott Drew. Remember Yale. Yale took down uh, Baylor not too long ago in this tournament. I believe that was a 413. Uh, no, that was 314, wasn't it? I think it was 314. Uh, that was... Correct me if I'm wrong, Chad. I thought it was 314. Yeah. But four thirteen, maybe. So you, yeah. you see Santa Barbara has the best point guard in the Big West, one of the best in the mid-majors. Uh, Andre Kelly played for Cal. Miles Norris is really good. Josh Pierre-Louis is really good. It's a ton, a ton of talent. Uh, I think they're a real uh, have a real shot to take down Baylor. The 15 seed, Matt, I love Princeton. I don't think they're going to get done against Arizona. I'm actually impressed the committee put Princeton on the 15 line. I thought they just had a placeholder for the Ivy winner because the committee is lazy in the last couple of days. They don't like to shift around the bracket too much. Yeah. They put Princeton where they probably belong. They didn't have quite the resume Yale did. Yale's probably a 13 seed. Princeton got the 15. Right. So they clearly made some adjustments today, which they do not usually do, as you can see from other positions in the bracket, cough, Texas A&M. Uh, your Tigers, Matt, I think they're in trouble. That's all I'll say. Uh, can I say your Tigers are in trouble? My Tigers. Oh, yeah, let's talk Mizzou. I, I think you're wrong, yeah. by the way. I think Mizzou's going to okay. win. I think Utah State wins. Why? Why? Sharpest guys in the room, if we consider those who've already been betting into the markets, the sharpest guys in the room. I don't. Um, they, they're kind of normal. <laughs> it's uh they they've they pushed Utah State up a whole point already up to two and a half, even three in a couple of places. Good. Um, Push I think Utah State has th- th- this is so the total open like one sixty. It's been bet way down, but I, it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um, yes. Utah State has more size than people think. Like they're big, like they can shoot, but they're also big, and they kind of have like a little bit of the. Craig Smith residue, even though now Odom is the coach there. I mean, Trevian Dorius is seven foot one. And he's like good and skilled, you know, big piece up front. And then Atkins a really good, just rim roller, uh, you know, catch dunk, you know, protect the, uh, you know, protect the lane. I think they're a more complete team than people have been getting credit for. I mean, you guys went to the bracketology stuff. And I think it kind of just popped how, oh, wow, this team is like very in the field. I think they were kind of considered a bubble team um, to maybe the outsiders, but then the, those in the know realized um, how legit their resume was. And I think it's just a good indication of how, Legit, they are. However, kind of the Mountain West angle uh, talked about this in our uh, live reaction write-ups. Um, they have been, you know, people like to make fun of the Big Ten, but Mountain West has been the worst conference in the tournament. Haven't won a game in I think four or five years. I think three and eleven yep. against the spread. Their last fourteen. 
but this year's different. And I don't like looking at those historical precedents to make an assertion about this matchup. I think Utah State's really good. However, yeah, well, Kyle, let me go as far as to say the winner of that game will be Arizona, Mizzou, or Utah State. Boy. So I'm going to kind of hedge my anti-Mizzou versus uh, also be a pro-Mizzou guy there. I wish I could support you on that one. I'm not sure I can get there. But Utah State's resume and Mizzou's resume, they're basically polar opposites. Utah State has incredible predictive metrics, and yeah, their quality right. wins do not, more. do not jump out at you. They have not really beaten a whole lot of people, to be frank. Most of their quality wins happen in the Mountain West, but they are a top-20 team in Kempom. Hence, they are favorites in the betting markets right now. Mizzou is the exact opposite. They have an incredible resume in terms of quality wins. They, I believe, have the lowest predictive metrics out of anybody as an at-large in the field currently. Um, yeah, so, Ken Palm hates Duke or hates Mizzou. Hates Ken Palm Mizzou. does hate Mizzou. He's he on record. Yep, so. They have won a lot of close games. But I think while Utah State has size, they don't punish you through their size. They don't play through their big men in the post. Taylor Funk's a stretch four. And I think Mizzou has a ton of matchup uh, capabilities with right. him. Uh, Kobe Brown can guard him on the perimeter. Diara can guard him on the perimeter. A bunch of guys can do that. Um, it's going to be a shootout. I would lean towards the over. I think it's also going to play pretty high possession. And there's going to be a lot of threes in this game. A little bit of an, of an obvious over, in my opinion. Um, I've seen people I don't necessarily respect call for the over on Twitter already. So take that with a grain of salt, I suppose. Uh, players to watch in this region, Matthew. Obviously, Brandon Miller. Uh, hilarious, the wooden award. Just sneakily just put him on the list player of the year awards because they they forgot him uh, to to the start uh, of that award oops. finalist oops oops yeah two bellas at arizona Sorry. fantastic player uh he did not win pac 12 player of the year but he's one of the best players in that conference county george fantastic freshman for baylor really baylor's entire backcourt is somebody you should watch the, uh in, in this region ryan Kalkbrenner, better big... backcourt kai real quick real quick better backcourt alabama or baylor uh baylor is Brandon Miller's front court? I'm I think so too. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll call. I know he's technically like a basically a six nine two guard. We'll call him a front court. I think Baylor has the best guards. If you're if you're all in on the guards winning March thing, maybe you yep. trust Baylor here. I just don't think they can defend anybody. I agree. Uh, Kalkbrenner, we haven't talked about Creighton at all. Um, we don't need to be long winded here in this region, but they have a matchup with NC State. Creighton, they're a lot better than a six seed. Predictive metrics would agree with that as well. They just didn't have the resume, frankly. They they have not won as many games as you'd expect. Um, this team to, to win. Obviously, in preseason, some people thought they were a top five team. Not that clearly, but still a very dangerous one. He's a guy to watch. Kobe Brown from Mizzou. I'm a homer, but the guy's a two time first team all conference player in the SEC. Yeah, they put eight to 10 guys in that conference and that first team, but still a player to watch, Matthew. Yep. I think Kobe, I mean, I still never forget when we talked to Jabari, uh, Jabari Brown at the uh, the Mac awards ceremony. Jabari Smith. Sorry, Smith. Thank you. Uh, Jabari Brown, former Mizzou Tiger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. obviously. Um, calling Kobe Brown the hardest guy to guard in the SEC. I don't think anybody was talking about um, him at the time. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Charleston has a bunch of guys that, I mean, they're, have what, they're like the anti-star power team. Yeah. I mean, who is their star? Dalton. Is it Rain Dalton Smith? Maybe. Bullen. I don't know. Dalton, maybe. Bolt. Yeah, it's just he came from D. It's a bunch uh, of, you know, what feels like. Right. And they're just really good. Yeah. I, uh, uh, he came from D2. He wore an eye patch for a long time in D2. Hilarious pictures. That guy's a ball of energy. Check him out. All right. Insane. Uh, who's your pick? Pick one team coming out of the South. I'm, I'm going to probably take Alabama. I'm thinking about Baylor. Your thoughts? One, one team. Go. Bama. 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 All right. Bama. We can circle back with Jim's thought when he gets Bama. on this, this broadcast. But uh, let's go Midwest. Houston. This is their region. 
the big story, of course, is that they make the final four. They'll be playing in literally their home city. There's concerns about Marcus Sasser. I think he's going to be okay. Kelvin Sampson pretty much hinted or, or said outright today was rest. Um, they wanted to err on the side of caution for him. Obviously, the tournament means a lot more than the AAC tournament. They knew they had a one seed locked up. Hence, they they erred on the side of caution with him. They're playing NKU in the first round. They're going to crush Northern Kentucky. I'll just give away uh, a, tomorrow, a preview of, of this week. They will destroy Northern Kentucky. They will grab 60% of their offensive rebounds. Yeah. Northern Kentucky won't score. It's going to be a bloodbath, in my opinion. Like You could not have picked a worse matchup for NKU with their zone against Houston. Right. I texted my buddies, like, if you're betting props here, just every you know rebound prop for any Houston player, pick a Houston player out of a hat. I mean, especially if Sasser's out, you know, probably more missed shots. Um, that'll be just a, you know, gobble, gobble, hunger, hippo at the rim type of situation. Uh, <laughs> yes. Funny, we actually, the lines come down to like 19, open 20, 20, which is a big number. Man can't use like not a complete big patsy, number. Uh, but it's Horizon's a big number. Horizon's gotten killed um, in this tournament it, too, last few years. Killed. Horizon has been owned in the tournament. Yeah, which again, I don't know how much stock you put in that precedent, but I do think that that's a conference that doesn't play any defense. And they don't see mm-hmm. real defense for three months because they play against each other. And so as you walk up against Houston or uh, I think Tennessee was who took Wright State to the Woodshed a few years ago. It's like, oh, okay. This is what real basketball looks like. And and, and so it goes. Um, yeah. So Houston's the one seed. Yeah. Texas, yeah. Good. Texas, the two seed. They were almost a one seed. They had 14 Q1 wins, which it's probably the second most of all time behind Kansas this year. Uh, Xavier, surprise three seed. I, I think the bracketology boys earlier on this very stream talked about how UConn's metrics across the board are better than Xavier's. So it was a head scratching move by the committee. Of course, Xavier fans will say, hey, Xavier beat UConn twice, so shut up. And I understand that's probably a pretty good argument there. Uh, regardless, I think they're a little bit overseeded. They have been playing a lot better recently, um, kind of proving Fremantle not being in the lineup is no big deal. I still am a little skeptical of, of them going forward. And sneakily, I think Kennesaw State is a really tough matchup. That team is very good. Yeah. They're not going to get a lot of attention. They kind of remind me of the Northwestern State team in, in, as the 14 seed that beat Iowa, that got no press and no expectations to beat uh, their opponent in round one. I think Kennesaw might be able to hang around there. A pillow fight of a matchup, Matthew, in the 8-9 game, I'm calling it, between Iowa and Auburn. Neither of these teams are very good, in my opinion. I think both are actually overseeded. Um, not scared of either one in the second round. And of course, Texas A&M is in this region and they got screwed as a seven seed, frankly. Absolutely screwed. Should have been a six, could have been argued as a five. Two bad Q4 losses in the non-conference really hurt them. They won 15 games in the SEC regular season and two more in the tournament. They're a really good team. But they, Matt, have about the worst matchup possible in Penn State because we've said several times in the show, what do they never face? Good shooting teams. Shooting, yeah. Penn right. State beats them. I will pick Penn State there, but I uh, I sympathize with Buzz Williams. I think he just he he angered the committee after his rant last year. So the committee was like, all right, well you're good enough. We have to put you in this year, uh, but we're gonna you know drop you to you know whatever seed you deserve. We'll knock you down two pegs. I like Penn State in that, that one. I echo your concerns with Xavier because the defensively on the perimeter they're not super strong. Although they have played a little better lately. Um, I think Marquette's defensive improvement has been talked about at nauseum and it's real. Uh, I think Xavier looks a little better on that end too. In general, mm-hmm. just like a big East theme, I'm going to be in almost these big East teams. So um, the tough matchup Kennesaw can really shoot. I think Indiana fans saw the, uh, the best version of Kennesaw team that's athletic enough to guard. They're not going to completely 
uh, manhandle that to paint without a free mantle. It's not like they're punishing people at the rim at the rate they were earlier in the year and they get hot. Yeah, they can. They'll scare you for sure. Um, Indiana Kent State, Kai, can we talk about Hoosiers uh, and the absolute brutal draw that they were dealt? <laughs> yes, I think Kent State's going to beat them, Matt. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's a loss. I've already bet Kent State, so I'm already in on the flashes. I'm sorry. Hoosiers, Have you? I do think it's a loss. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, they're going to force turnovers. They're going to go toe-to-toe physically with them. They're not as big. They're not like top-line size guys. Indiana certainly has the, the, the height advantage, but physically, Kent State can play with anybody. And they proved that this yep. season. They almost beat freaking Houston and Gonzaga. Is Jim Root here? I am. I'm Jim, here. hello. Are we? Hey, Jim. Jim, did you already bet Kent State as well? We're discussing how much we bet on Kent State against my Hoosiers. Um, I the number's really short, man. I I, I don't yeah, like the number. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, but I like the matchup, and I like Kent State in a, in a vacuum. I just don't love the number, but I'll probably end up betting Kent State. Yeah, I actually uh, closing line value is important. I usually wait till I get to Vegas to bet all of them because I like having the physical tickets. I'll throw a couple early bets in there to get a little bit of line value, but that's what I can see taking like at three in Vegas <laughs> when it gets down to it. Uh, we already talked about the the South, Jim. Um, you got Bama coming out of that region. We talked about Mizzou how they're going to smoke Utah State, but Matt didn't think so, so we ignored him. Yeah, what an idiot. Come on, Matt. Get idiot. on board. Um, you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Yeah, I, I'll have Alabama for sure. They're like you, Kai, you said it on uh, one of our best bet shows. They, they got their mojo back. They look like Alabama badass kind of monsters again. Um, I, I, I don't want to just go through all of my South takes, but we'll just, just suffice to just say I, I have the time. Bama. Okay. Bama. Uh, well, Midwest, you caught us during. We're about to go upset favorites in this one. We talked Kent State just now a little bit. I think Drake can beat Miami as well. Uh, there's yeah. actually a pretty good theme here between Drake and uh, Kennesaw State. Both these teams play like all upperclassmen, like exclusively. They're super, super old. They're all they've been playing each other with each other for years. Um, I, I think they can give Miami a real game. I think people are kind of overrating Miami, frankly, because of their run last year in the tournament. Miami didn't look great down the stretch. Their metrics aren't great either. Uh, analytically, this spread's probably short. I haven't looked at it, but I'm probably going to take Drake. I'm probably going to take Kent State. Uh, and against Hi, the spread, I'm probably going to take Kennesaw. Two. Two. I, Drake's going to win. I just, just got off a pod with with uh, Mr. Stuckey, and he said he thinks Drake might end up closing a favorite because of the <laughs> Omir news. Like, it's just oh, true. since Omir. since February yeah. 1st, uh, Drake is like 24th best team and Miami's like the 40th. Like So if you go for that recency filter, uh, Drake is better. Yeah, the Omir thing, uh, Larry Nega was on CBS earlier and he said he's day-to-day and he was kind of lamenting how much they got beat up in the paint when he was out against Duke. So if he's uh, if he's not there, I- I'm definitely all over Drake there. Love it. Lights back dogs yeah, Drake, anyways. Matt, th- Drake sorry, and Kent. No, yeah, Drake and Kent State, that little nook. It's just like those are the two mid majors that I think people will latch on to as the really popular pick, but I think they're the right pick. Unlike Charleston, who's a team I love, I, I think they have like more flaws in matchup issues than the general layman might see. Yes. But Drake and Kent State, like you pick those two to win. That's just, I think those are just really solid picks. They're just both really good. Uh, I think since the tournament expanded to 68, a play-in team has made the Sweet 16. Um, so we have one of those options here in this region with Miss, Mississippi State and Pitt playing Iowa State. Your thoughts on their potential upset special? I don't actually really see it 
with the other, either of these teams. I don't know, maybe. Hey guys, just a reminder, our sponsor for today's episode is Run Your Pool. They are hosting the Field of 68 Bracket Challenge. This year, they are giving away $1,500 in free prizes. It's all an incentive for you to get on there and find out just how good their platform is. I've been using them for my bracket pools for years. I've used them for Super Bowl squares. I use them for everything that I need to use them for. The biggest survivor pool that I'm in for both NFL and NCAA tournament is by Run Your Pool. So go check them out. The link's below. Tap in. Do you guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument, that your takes weren't hot, they were right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room and the smartest one in your friend group. We all know how much that matters. You can always win the bar argument with the vaulted app. They're also going to be releasing more than 50 pools over the course of the next three months from the NCAA tournament to the NBA playoffs on into baseball season. So download the app at the link below, sign up for your three month trial and store your predictions now and forever. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network of podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the field of 68. Hey guys, just a reminder, our sponsor for today's episode is Run Your Pool. They are hosting the Field of 68 Bracket Challenge. This year, they are giving away $1,500 in free prizes. It's all an incentive for you to get on there and find out just how good their platform is. I've been using them for my bracket pools for years. I've used them for Super Bowl squares. I use them for everything that I need to use them for. The biggest survivor pool that I'm in for both NFL and NCAA tournament is by Run Your Pool. So go check them out. The link's below. Tap in. Do you guys ever get tired of trying to prove that you won an argument, that your takes weren't hot, they were right? Well, I have an answer to all of your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all your predictions and hot takes in your own vault now and forever. Challenge your friends, keep track of the results, and prove that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room and the smartest one in your friend group. We all know how much that matters. You can always win the bar argument with the vaulted app. They're also going to be releasing more than 50 pools over the course of the next three months from the NCAA tournament to the NBA playoffs on into baseball season. So download the app at the link below, sign up for your three month trial and store your predictions now and forever. Are you a college basketball junkie? Are you the kind of fan that gets frustrated that this beautiful sport has such a lack of national coverage outside of the month of March? Well, let me tell you about the Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network of podcasts, live streams, and newsletters that cover the sport at every level on every platform. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up with college basketball is through the field of 68. I'm undecided on this one, I suppose, Jim. Yeah, Pitt's like the maybe the higher variance option. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of threes. They play a little faster. Mississippi State has the super stout defense, but I, I'm still buying in on the narrative that SEC teams are going to have a little bit of a wake-up call against opponents that can actually shoot. Uh, neither of... Uh, Iowa State, I guess, isn't like a super 
potent perimeter team. But so I, I, I think I would take Mississippi State over Iowa State, but I'm worried Pitt's shooting is going to take out the Bulldogs before they get there. So yeah. uh, it's tricky. I think we might Matt, have lost Matt. Matt left. I think he's having internet issues out in California, Jim, while he sleeps in bunk beds. Must yeah, be nice. That'll happen. Uh, uh, we're battling. Hey, we're grinding, Kai. Too many. We are. We're, we're grinding indeed. Uh, players to watch in this region Marcus Sasser, uh, hopefully he plays for Houston. I think he will. Like I said, Kelvin Sampson made it think like he would or, or made it seem like he would. Marcus Carr and basically anybody for Texas. Timmy Allen is a guy to watch there. If he is in or out, I again, I don't know his status. Suli Boom for Xavier is incredible. Obviously, TJD, the, the runner-up to Big Ten Player of the Year this season. Isaiah Wong from Miami won AC Player of the Year. Tucker DeVries, his first-round opponent, won, won Missouri Valley Player of the Year. And Jalen Pickett. Oh, Jim didn't get away in on Penn State. Uh, we talked about how that's a nightmare matchup for Texas A&M. Penn State could do it. Yeah, I'm in love with that. That's one of my bets I've already made. I think that is a fantastic matchup for Penn State. They don't foul. They rebound really well defensively despite their size. That's how you stop AM. And then the other end, super prolific and super efficient three-point shooting team. My only concern with the matchup, Kai, is Pickett against Dexter Dennis. Like Dennis is kind of the perfect guy to cover him. Yeah. That post-up ball. He's a fantastic defender. He's strong. But I, I still think Penn State will create plenty of shots and and stun ATM, ATM, Texas A&M, sometimes <laughs> uh, stun them by the fact that they can actually make jumpers. All right. Who we got coming out of this region, Matt Midwest, who you got Houston. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Houston. Yep. I got Houston as well. Yeah. No Houston surprises for here. me as well. Yeah. I, even with, with no sassery, I, I also really like Houston betting in that opening round game. I don't know if you guys discussed it, but yeah, yeah we they did. Smash. They're going to crush them. Yep. Two, two years ago, they played the horizon winner, Cleveland state Dejan Giroux got hurt, played one minute. They still mm-hmm. won by 31 and grabbed almost half of their misses. They're going to have yep. 20 offensive rebounds in that game. Yeah. I'm glad you guys agree. At least. Yes. Bloodbath on the boards. First gut reaction there. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's move on to the East region. Uh, this is Purdue, the weakest of the one seeds. Uh, we know they're vulnerable because we all watched the Big Ten tournament and we saw them try to break a press. Uh, if, uh, gosh, man, I see who they're playing second round. Memphis or FAU could both cause them issues. Marquette, yeah, can press. Yeah. Marquette's a two seed. They they played up to that just recently um, with their strong showing in the postseason. K-State, very tough, the three, but they're outside of the octagon. Tennessee, Matt and I kind of talked about earlier on the show a little bit. Are they vulnerable? 
Duke is a five. They're playing their best ball, but they're also playing arguably the best 12 seed in the tournament. And of course, Memphis FAU, which I mentioned, it's a crime that this game is happening. Um, both teams are better than their seeds. FAU to nine is a criminal. And of course, we have a fun little uh, matchup here, Jim, with Bryce Hopkins playing Kentucky. Providence, right. Kentucky is an intriguing matchup. Uh, thoughts overall, general preview, Jim. Yeah, I think this is a sort of vulnerable uh, region. Like, you, Kai, you, I think, tweeted about it, the, the Ken Palm rings of the teams in the West. Ridiculous. Like, you have five or six in the top 11, and then TCU's not even there. When, when they're fully healthy, they're arguably that good. In the East, it's it's not that. It's kind of the opposite of it. Like, K-State's outside the top 20, and they're the three seed. Uh, Duke is outside the top 20. Uh, Purdue is not, like, uh, you know, one of the top three teams at Ken Palm. So it's it's a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And the matchups are not awesome for Purdue there. Uh, so we'll see how that one ends up. But um, the one I'm kind of bummed out, Kai, I think everybody wants to bet against Tennessee, but I don't know if Louisiana is the, the, the squad there. That's what I said. I said it's a really bad matchup for Louisiana. Um, it's going to be a popular pick because they see Tennessee like limping like a gazelle, Matthew, like the one that gets away from the herd. Right. But I don't think right. they're going to catch them. I don't think they're going to get that, that, that gazelle. Your thoughts on the general uh, region here in the East? I think the upper part, the I'm with you, Purdue's vulnerable. Um, and I feel very confident that they will not be a Sweet 16 participant. Um, Memphis and or FAU, just an absolute nightmarish draw potentially waiting. Um, and Tennessee, you're right, for all their tournament shortcomings, like, you know, by the, the numbers, they're still a phenomenal team, right? They have that, we call it a get off the bus eye test, just look like a bunch of football players um, that happen to be pretty good at basketball as well. Although they struggle. Um, to score, and that's been kind of their bugaboo, no, not just this year, but historically. I'm sorry, I'm going Duke here. I think Duke comes out of this part of the uh, I think Duke marches to the Elite Eight, and then they get whoever comes out of the bottom, which is probably Marquette for me. I think Duke's my pick, so I'm gonna ride with this whole Duke mojo, Matt. Who, who'd you have if Duke played the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow? Uh, I'd probably take <laughs> the Bucks, but I take Duke on the number, Jim. Yeah, no, it's just it's, I, I, I gotta keep riding it. It's they're just hot, boys are hot. Keep disrespecting Purdue like we haven't all year. It's a dumb comment. Uh, Duke, Oral Roberts. I think Oral Roberts is beating Duke. So <laughs> take that. I will be betting Oral Roberts because that's a nightmare matchup. I agree. <laughs> Connor Vanover is going to absolutely like said, torch man, Duke in the first half on picking pop threes. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, size, Oral Roberts' first half is my bet. Yeah, they're old. Very old. Every I mean, one of these Ace 12s and 13s is old. They're all experienced. They're all good. It'll be tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kansas State, in my opinion, is the sixth best team in this region. That's how I think this region is the best region. Yeah, I think Kansas State's a bit of a, a, a vulnerable for Montana State, Jim. I think Montana State covers that game. Yeah, last year we were like, okay, Montana State, super physical, awesome at the paint, just need to get the right matchup to be competitive. And then they got Texas Tech's defense, which was like the best paint defense in the entire country. Mm-hmm. They got absolutely obliterated in that game. Much better matchup for them here. Um, I don't perceive K-State as like some great post-up defense, and that's all Montana State does. They play through Bello. They play through Asabor in the paint. They can't really shoot, but that's okay. I, I don't think you need to to beat K-State. And K-State's not playing at Bramwich, Kai. We, we know how awesome they are in the Octagon of Doom, but they're a little more vulnerable when they're playing in other places. Yeah, uh, I think Montana State can compete there. Another one of my uh, preferred opening round bets there, the Bobcats. Yeah, indeed. Who are we? We're the three-man weave. You haven't heard of us? Get out of here, Drew P. Freaking Drew P. Uh, picks in this region. I like 
not Duke Matthews, because I think Oral Roberts is going to beat him. I'm taking Marquette out of this region. I think Memphis might get to lead eight. I'm taking Marquette. Jim, you too? This is a cue for Marquette. I'm taking Cat as well. Yeah. Um, I This ended up being a pretty good draw for them. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to have the, the cojones to pick them all the way to the final four, but I'm not really in love with any other team in this region. And the defense is actually starting to show up since February 1st. It's a top 50 defense for Marquette. It's not the fatal flaw that it seemed like it was going to be. They've got an MF or at point that can get big shots late. Ball movement's beautiful. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm rolling with the golden Eagles to, to win that region. Matthew. Duke. Duke um, if not Duke, then I think I will take Marquette as my uh, second horse there. However, I'm still in on this USC team. I know I've been kind of stubbornly in on the Trojans. Um, Andy Enfield is in tournament darling, just knows how to win. May might just be circumstantial. And the fact that he had good teams, good matchups, that's, you know, he's had success based on that. But I like the makeup of his roster. People were, I mean, Jeff Goodman, our, uh, our overlord, picking Michigan State to go to the final four seems a little bit ambitious i think usc yeah. takes them down first round and that's my too. one that's a landmine for marquette i feel like usc is the most undiscussed team in the entire field like no one saw them play this year at all they're kind of like i don't know there, there's nothing really like they don't have like a bona fide star like they've had in the past with like mobley they're just really old and long and i think they can defend so i like usc wrong michigan state's beating them don't bet against michigan state in their first round i did it last year with davidson we had the miracle kai reassembles his ticket with uh after tearing up the Davidson ticket, the total insanity. But I, I think Michigan State's got better guard play than than USC. And I'm not really terrified of USC's interior play where uh, Michigan State can be vulnerable. I, I, I like Michigan State there, Matt. Sorry, Sparty. Those guards are playing well. Hogarth, I mean, Walker especially. Like, they, they've really gone to a new level. And and Hauser, who got a lot of slack for multiple years, he's playing like a legit Big Ten, all Big Ten guy too. Yeah, upset favorites we kind of talked about. Um Players to watch here, obviously Zach Eady, pretty important player. Oh, this is what I want to talk about really quick. So there's always popular picks, right? Popular upside picks every single year. Doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong, but there's always the same consensus picks every single year, it seems. I don't think I've seen anybody take Purdue past the second round. Does that bother you? Are you going to feel like a sheep if you get out in the second round, Jim? Have Purdue out in the second round. You're going to feel like a sheep if you take some of these 12s over fives. What are your thoughts? Yeah, maybe I, I, we we do call Purdue vulnerable, but like it's not like last year where the defense was just horrific and you knew that was going to completely show up and, and undermine them. This year, they're much more balanced. Edie's fantastic keeping his arms up at, at the rim. They never foul, so they're not going to give away any easy points. And Memphis does prefer to get to the line. They would uh, like to get Kendrick Davis there constantly. And Memphis can't really shoot. They have really low volume of three-point shooting. Um, FAU is very different. They will be spread you out and, and kind of destroy you that way. Um, I, I do love both those eight, nine teams. I'm probably going to be joining the Sheep Kai and, and betting against Purdue or, or picking <laughs> against them there. But, uh, you know, that's okay. It doesn't make it wrong. I, well, two years ago, Ohio, everybody picked them to beat Virginia. Yep. They beat Virginia. Like it happens. Yep. Middle Tennessee yep. played Minnesota. Middle Tennessee, Minnesota. Minnesota. That's ago. right. Yep. That was that was everybody picked Middle, Middle Tennessee finished as a favorite, I think, in that game too. Uh, okay, players to watch: Zach Eady, Player of the Year, Purdue. Everyone knows who he is. He's a big seven four guy. He scores every single time. Turns over left shoulder, hook shot, goes in. Kyle Filipowski for Duke. Matthew. Some say he should have been ACC Player of the Year. He did not win it. He just won the Freshman of the Year. Not a bad consolation prize. Keontae Johnson. Great story this season. Coming back from that tragedy on the court that he had for Florida. He's playing for Kansas State. Him and Marquise Noel, one of the best duos in college basketball. K-1 
Kendrick Davis, a guy that will get a lot of press if Memphis ends up beating FAU and beating Purdue. He's one of the best point guards in the country. And of course, Tyler Kolick, the newly minted Big East player of the year, playing for Marquette, fantastic player, uh, absolute must-watch television. We didn't really touch on Vermont, Marquette's first matchup. It's a pretty yeah. good 15 seed overall, but I'm just not sure they match up very well with Marquette. Uh, cool story about the, I didn't realize this, Russ, the court tweeted tweet about this, the uh, the Matt Barreto story, guy who played at Delaware in 2019, graduated, worked like downtown Manhattan, decided to go back to college one year, relatively left. Now he's like a legit piece. They get 15 in the title game over UMass, a kind of a cool thing. But yeah, I agree. No one, the Catamounts have been kind of like dismissed. Like it's not like the the sexy Anthony Lamb, everyone's picking Vermont team anymore. I think they look yeah. at Marquette, everyone kind of takes Marquette pretty seriously. And so it's like, yeah, Marquette, and then we all move on. This is the lowest Vermont's been seated in a long time. Yeah, it also it's low seat for them. Field. They they were bad in the non-con. They were kind of figuring mm-hmm. out who they were. They lost a ton from that team last year. I think we see more of that version. I just don't think that league is very good. So that they were able to run through it, really impressive domination, but faced up against a team with an offense as lethal, lethal as Marquette's. I can't get there with the Catamounts, Kai. Hey, gut reaction, 16 seed playing game, Texas Southern or FDU? Gut reaction. Southern. Texas Southern. Texas, Texas Southern. Texas Southern yeah, actually, preseason pick to win the SWAC, by the way. They were eight seed and they ended up winning the tournament. Yeah. yeah. I actually, that's one I bet already too. It's like minus two or something. They're favored yeah. despite being 13 and 20. I think everybody's yeah. sniffing out the fact that Texas Southern is actually good and they're not the horrendous yeah. SWAC doormat that they were half the year. The committee put Texas Southern above FDU and SEMO in their S curve, which is hilarious because they're seven games below 500. I'm actually yeah. surprised they did that. I think that's kind of wrong, <laughs> but yeah. they did it. <laughs> Uh, they're playing each other, so yeah. Uh, all right, let's head west, guys. And yes, this region is absolutely stacked. I tweeted about it, but five teams are in the top 11 in Kempom, and that's before you get to Arkansas, who's a top 20 team in Kempom, TCU, who's a top 30 team and has the potential to be a top 20 team. It, it, it's incredibly stacked. Uh, Kansas, the one seed, set the record this year for Q1 wins, 17 Q1 wins. UCLA, almost a one seed. No Jalen Clark for them certainly hurts. Gonzaga, almost a two seed. The best offense in the country is Gonzaga. UConn, underseeded. We talked about how Xavier's metrics were worse than them across the board. But Xavier got the three, UConn got the four. They can be the best team in the country when they're firing on all cylinders. And St. Mary's, super good as well. And then again, Matt, you get TCU, you get Arkansas, et cetera. Uh, Zooming in on a couple of first-round matchups just really quick here. Arkansas, Illinois, 8-9. In my opinion, Illinois is overseeded here. I think Jim agrees with me on this one, actually, too. I think Arkansas takes them pretty easily. And I think they give Kansas quite a, quite a run in round two. You don't think so? Yeah, when, when's the last time Illinois had, like, an awesome win? It was, like, November. I know. It was, like, November. The... I know. I should yeah. give up on that team. I agree with you. I've been too stubborn. But uh, the, the upside attainability doesn't feel like it's just like a, hey, turn it on, flip the switch. Um and I actually kind of trust yeah. Musselman just in this in this context. I do. Same. They they've kind of got like the series of bigger athletic wings that uh, Illinois also has in their stable. So they're not like going to have an advantage of having all that lineup flexibility. I think I've been saying all season that this Illinois team is built more for the Big Dance than the Big Ten. But they just drew a really tough matchup here with Arkansas. A ton of talent on that roster and a, and a coach who's very very. Uh, has succeeded in this format clearly puts together a solid game plan. Kai, what are you losing it over there? I was laughing because Trevor, one of our producers texted us and said, thanks guys at the Illinois comments. He went to Illinois. So he's <laughs> no. just giving us, 
giving us crap there. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just not, I don't think it's a good matchup, Trev. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not really going to root for Illinois because I went to Mizzou and I don't really like you guys, but I, I, I wish you luck in the future outside of this tournament for sure. Um, upset favorites in this matchup, or excuse me, region. VCU is a 12 seed and they are a lot better than 12 seed in my opinion. The A10 was super down this year for sure, but I think right now, if you've been watching VCU play recently, you could argue they are at large caliber. They didn't have the resume to get there, but they're definitely to that caliber. Ace Baldwin, he's one of the best players in the country, period. And they have a lot of high major players in that team. Could definitely give St. Mary some issues, but it's also really, really tough five. It's probably one of the, I would say the top five in the entire tournament, Jim. Yeah, yeah it's tough I, versus tough. That's what it is, tough right? Tough versus tough. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, it's going to be tough. Like what, what St. Mary's funnels you into doing shooting wise. Like they're super uh, in the post. They're going to take that, the paint away. And then against pick and roll ball screen stuff, they're never helping off of shooters, which is going to hurt VCU. They're just going to have to take a lot of mid range stuff. Baldwin's probably going to take a million floaters. Um, maybe Zeb uh, Jackson, Jackson. What's who, who am I thinking of? Kai, the Michigan transfer. Uh, oh, John Spran Johnson. Yeah. yeah. No, the other one. They've got two. Oh, Zeb, Zeb oh, Jackson. Yeah. Zeb Jackson. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The name was a tip of my tongue. Uh, but yeah, those guys are probably going to have to hit a lot of contested 15 footers because of the way St. Mary's defends ball screens. That's not what I love about VCU. I don't know. Does St. Mary's take care of the ball? They usually do, but they have a freshman point guard. So that's going to be uh, something to watch mm-hmm. in that matchup as well. Yeah, I would assume Rhodes will unleash Ace on Aiden, right? I mean, Aiden's played against, like, we. let's not, I know we look at Aiden, he looks like, you know, like a you know younger version of me out there, brittle and not tested. I mean, he went toe-to-toe against the Houston guards, played really well in that game. I mean, he's he's proven he's not just like, a, he's not going to fold, but I do think Ace and that VCU tenacity can maybe thwart some of his, uh his you know, get, get him out of his comfort zone, I guess. So I, I do worry about that matchup. Yeah, it's been that down at three and a half. So, I mean, it's, Six at Ken Palm. Yeah. And it's three and a half. I was five and got that down three pretty quickly. I think it's going to be a popular take. I don't think people really know how good St. Mary's is because they just assume they're St. Mary's. They're not very good, but they're 11 obliterated by Gonzaga. That's the last thing people saw of them. Exactly. And this is a team that is incredibly good and plays fantastic on both ends of the floor. I think that's very important. VCU is still a little bit challenged offensively, despite their really good defense. And again, the A10 was awful this year. It was a dumpster. Um, conference wise, it wasn't close to the WCC this season. Uh, UConn, Rob Douster, again, one of our other overlords, Matthew, with Jeff Goodman. He thinks the Iona matchup for UConn, his uh, his favorite team, is a terrible matchup for them. Personally, I don't think UConn really has a terrible matchup in the mid major landscape, but Rick Patino, uh, I think he's a much better coach than Dan Hurley. No offense if Dan Hurley's watching this program. Your thoughts on this game? Um, so Rick Pitino, just a, a quick gambling nugget here. I think that gives you an indication. He's 18 and 15 against the spread in the tournament since I believe 2007. So it's not like he's like 20 and 0, right? I think everyone looks at like Rick Pitino. We're all terrified. We all agree he's an awesome coach. And uh, I certainly wouldn't bet big money against him. But I do think UConn's on a different tier, just how they're playing talent wise. Um, and the fact that they kind of turned that corner late makes me less worried about the Rick Pitino voodoo magic stepping in here jim so I, I think i will take uconn and i feel pretty good about that the one at least iona has real size like they're not going to get completely yeah, crushed inside like uconn can do that to just about anybody uh but nelly jr joseph osborne shima those are like two legit power conference sized forwards slash centers that can compete in there um but yeah the way that uconn has come on especially offensively 
Uh, I forget who said it, but it's like they just they're playing with confidence again. And it seemed like for a while they didn't have much confidence that they lost their mojo. They've got their mojo back despite the loss to Marquette. So it does it does worry me there. Uh, Pop quiz. How many Sweet 16s has Dan Hurley made? Zero. That's correct. He's made zero. (laughs) I'm not saying that's predictor of of what's going to happen in this tournament, but worth noting. I think it's also worth noting that this team feels like as underseeded as was it Louisville that was a four seed that made a huge yes, run. I agree. UConn yep, is ranked yep. fourth in Kempom. They would be favored almost over any team in the country besides three, pretty much by all betters accounts. They'll and probably be favored seed. over the one seed if they play Kansas. They will be favored over Kansas. If they play Kansas. Yep. Yeah, that uh, that's a dangerous team right there. And again, this this region is stacked. Uh, Boise, yeah, real quick here. Yeah, sorry, real quick on that UConn game. My uh, shouts to my dad for compiling some good little factoids here. Um, only uh, six teams will travel three hours or less to their first round matchup. Two of those are UConn and Iona, so it should be a pretty fun mm-hmm. atmosphere in the Northeast it, corridor. There, it is in. Uh, it's not. In, it's in Albany. Albany so this will yeah. be like heavy Iona. It could be a very nice Iona crowd, actually. Uh, Boise Northwestern. Just touch on it really quick. Uh, it's cool. Northwestern's in the tournament again. Second appearance ever. Boise's favorite as the 10 seed. We saw this with Utah State and Mizzou. I really don't have a quick lean on this yet. Just an interesting matchup. Jim, thoughts, early thoughts here. Feels like it'll be a grind. Very um, grindy. Boise's defense versus Northwestern's defense. Two top 20 units on that uh, in that regard. I'm, I'm going to be probably betting multiple Mountain West teams, whether that includes against my Tigers is, is a debate. I I like Boise here. Uh, San Diego State, I know you guys already talked about it, but that's like one of the few favorites I'm really, really in on. Uh, I like them against Charleston. But Boise Northwestern, yeah, I, I, I trust the shot making of Marcus Shaver just a little bit more than Boo Booey of late in that one. Uh, I will probably be a, a bucking Bronco there. Uh, I touched on it earlier with the 11 seed thing, the, the play-in games making the Sweet 16. It's happened every single season since it was invented. I'm way more scared about Mississippi State and Pitt beating Iowa State than I am about Arizona State or Nevada beating TCU. Matt, I just don't shake in my boots when I think of Nevada or Arizona I State. Agree. Your thoughts? That. Yeah, you agree? I agree. And both Alford and Bobby Hurley's tournament uh, or lack thereof success um, does kind of give me, it reaffirms that I'm not super terrified of those teams. You're right. If you're a TCU fan, you feel good about that, but you have Gonzaga lurking. And while you could argue you match a well with Gonzaga, this version that we've seen recently in Gonzaga is not what I want to see particularly. So I think that game, I hope we get that game because it will be yes. a shootout. Both teams really want to play in transition. And you could argue that TCU is one of the few teams in the country that's better in transition than Gonzaga is. The The defense is lacking a little bit for the Zags, but the offense is a fireball. That game could be like 95 to 92 or something. I, I'm right. just really, really hoping we get it. Players to yeah, watch. Right. Joe, I like what oh, sorry, Joe said. Uh, uh, Joe, that's when I give some love to Joe's comment. Very astute observation. It could feel like the TCU Arizona game we saw last year. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously comparisons reasonable there with Tommy Lloyd, Mark few, same type of style effectively. So yeah. Uh, before we get to picks, just some players to watch here. Jaime Jaquez, Pac-12 player of the year for UCLA. Uh, his point guard too, Tiger Campbell, a guy to watch. His first round opponent is Drew Pember for UC, UNC Asheville, who will be in the NBA eventually, in my opinion. Uh, fantastic talent, ridiculous athlete, Jim. And I'm not, I'm not sure they really hang around with UCLA because they just have two guys and UCLA is really good, but fun player to watch regardless. Remember, remember the name drew Pember. Okay. Yes. There you go. 
Yeah, remember right. just Drew Pember. Uh, Jalen Wilson for Kansas, Big 12 Player of the Year. Unanimous Big 12 Player of the Year. Anthony Black and uh, and Nick Smith for Arkansas. Tough second-round matchup. Again, a lot of pundits are choosing the Hogs over Kansas. Look out. Uh, Sonogo for UConn. His first-round opponent, Nelly Jr. Joseph. Jim mentioned Iona's legit size. He's one of them. He's fantastic. Also, Walter Clayton, their, their guard, actually won the MAC Player of the Year this season. Did he get it over Jenkins? I didn't he did. know that. He oh, did, wow. yeah. Walter Clayton got it. Yeah, weird. I thought it was Jenkins as well. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Mike Miles, TCU. And then, of course, Drew Timmy, who does have another year of eligibility, but he said he's not coming back. Um, picks, I pick Gonzaga to the Final Four every single year, guys, and I'm doing it again because... With you. UCLA without Jalen Clark, they would have been may- maybe my title pick, UCLA, if they had a full roster. But with no Jalen Clark, I think they're just a little bit vulnerable. And I really trust this Gonzaga team, Matt. Your thoughts, picks. Yep, I think the top half of this region just beats itself. It's like going to be a melee, and whoever comes out the other side is going to be like the walking wounded. And Gonzaga is going to be sitting there. Although looking at, they'll, they'll have a few bruises on them, their bodies too after the TCU war, assuming TCU marches on. But I do think they'll beat UCLA. Um, I think they get out of this. So zigzags final four. Wow, I can't believe you're with me on this one. Yeah, that does yeah. surprise me. I the offense is next No, offense is next level right now. It's next level. The defense is is. Again, every team's got flaws this year, right? So we can nitpick flaws up and down the board. UCLA has got Adam Bona, who's I think going to play, but may not. Not 100%. Like, the mm. front line looks a lot less terrifying. Jalen Clark's a critical glue piece. We talked about how Kansas is just, you know, they don't have the top-end horses talent. They have a great coach, and they're a great team, but they're not invincible at all. So I think Gonzaga's the right pick in this this uh, this bracket. Ribbit. I'm taking the frogs. I'm, I'm sticking Ooh, with the cool. Wow, look at that. I picked them to the final four in the preseason. I kept it in the midseason on our pod. I'm going to stick with it here. It's funny, Kai, you talk. There's five teams in the Ken Palm top 11, and I'm not going to pick one of them. That seems stupid, but I'm going to mm-hmm. do it anyways. I think they're that good when they're fully healthy. I know there's no Lampkin, but the yeah. effort against Kansas State without him was really, really good. They just uh, came up a little short against Texas. I, I think I know what Sherry's saying in the chat here, Pat. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Sherry the benefit of the doubt here. I think what here uh, what Sherry means is uh, people fall in love with exciting styles, aka offense. And I think you need to have both to win the tournament, which makes the Gonzaga pick a little bit shaky because we know their defense has struggled this season. They're not quite as good on both ends. They just are so dominant on the offensive end. Uh, hence my more trust in them. Now Kansas has a great defense. UCLA's defense is pretty darn good as well. So those are pretty safe picks, I'll say in quotation marks. But I'm just enamored by the Zags offense. Um, I, I think it's really good, and we'll get the defense will get better too, Jim. I want to offer a comment on that. I, last year with the underdogs, a lot of the double digit seeds, there were like seven of the top 15 three point percentage teams were were underdogs, and I really fell in love with it. I was like, yep. oh, these dogs can make shots, and then the ones that actually really competed were more the ones that can defend and play up physically with more yep. athletic teams, and then right. you manufacture shots. So. When you're looking at the dogs, I think somebody who is less sexy, like a, a Drake, doesn't have the shot making some of the other underdogs says, but Drake is a, a great, great dog pick in this tournament, I think. Yeah, it's teams that can defend that can get hot, right? Sort of play above their heads in terms of shots are falling. But if all you have is shot making, you have nothing to fall back on, you know, no yes. defensive backbone like then, you know, you have to shoot 15 or 30 from three. It's just not exactly a winning strategy. All right, so we each have our final four. So let's go through that really quick. Give title picks. Just knee jerk. You don't have to stick with them through the week, guys. We know it's the couple hours since the reveal here. We got, and yes, Drew, we do. We will have a, a three-man weave pod this week as well. It'll be live 
tomorrow, I believe. You think? Yeah, Monday. We got yeah. to sort out time. Yep. We'll let you guys know on that one. Uh, as well as Field of 68 Best Bet Shows. We have a lot of shows this week. Um, my final four then right now, Alabama, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Houston. I'm taking Houston over Gonzaga. I'm taking Bama over Marquette. And I'm taking Houston to win the national title. Is it chalky? Yeah. Chalk wins bracket tournaments, guys. Chalk wins bracket pools. Look it up. Does. Jim. Uh, same final fours you accept for TCU over Gonzaga. So I have Marquette, Houston, and Alabama. And I will go with my Cougars. They've been my pick since April 7th, 2022, yep. going, going into this year. Uh, Houston over Alabama, Matthew. Houston, Duke, Alabama, and Gonzaga is my final four. Um, to be honest, I haven't actually chosen a final winner, but I'll just do it off the cup because that's what we're supposed to do on this show. Uh, I will stick with Houston. The Sasser thing worries me. I feel like I should just go ahead and put oh, all my chips fine. in. He's fine. He's okay. okay. I, know he, I know he warmed up fully. I think it's just precautionary to set him out still. Um, they need him, in my opinion. And want to pick Duke? Like, I have... 99 of my 100 chips in on Duke. I want to keep one in my back pocket here. I'm going to pick Houston. I think that's just the right pick. So, All right, man. Houston Duke. over who in the final? Yeah. Um, they're Duke? playing the winner of, yeah, Duke, Houston Duke. Wow. Okay. The, there he is. The entire bar in Vegas is going to be on Oral Roberts. I just hope you can. I'll be on. I, I bet them that? too. I okay, bet good. them too. All I right, bet cool. them in the first half. Kind of, Van going to make like five threes. Place will be going bananas. It's going to be fun. All right, good. Well, yeah, as long as we're on the same team, it's all good, man. Uh, all right, that does it for us. Three men weave on the uh, selection Sunday marathon show here. A reminder if you want to join the field of 68 uh, bracket pool, that's at run your pool. Check that out. I think it's runyourpool.com slash field 68, yep. something like that. Also, check out the app called Vaulted, V L T E D. Keep track of your hot takes, improve people you're wrong, keep receipts, all that good stuff. Uh, Twitter, our Twitter handle, 3MW underscore CBB. Follow that if you want to catch our live shows this week. For the bracket, we'll break down everything from a betting perspective as well. That's on tap. Enjoy the rest of the marathon. We got some good people coming up, and we will see you guys later on this week.